Self-Care Sunday, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. Every Sunday, only on Sundays, I'll release a new podcast episode exploring topics like mental health, entrepreneurship, creativity, and of course, self-care. Today is a special episode because it was my birthday yesterday in July 28th. I'm Leo and I'm doing a solo episode today to kind of reflect on the past 25 years of my life, but in a listicle form. So today's episode is 25 things that I've learned before turning 25. And it's a little bit surreal being a quarter of a century old. I actually feel really good about it. I'm not freaked out about getting older. I don't know why. I think it's because honestly, I'm the happiest that I've ever been in my life. I feel more self-aware than ever. And I'm just excited about what I have coming up in my life. I'm not anxious about the future right now. I don't know, guys. 25 is feeling like a really good year. Okay, so with that said, I'm going to get into my list of 25 things that I've learned before turning 25. And I guess also 25 things that I wish I knew when I was younger. So here we go. Number one. Nothing important happens after 1 (laughs) a.m. I'm getting so old, but it's true. Nothing important happens after the whole world has gone to sleep, and you should probably go to sleep too. Don't feel pressured to go to that friend's house party or hit the next bar. It's totally okay to be in bed at a decent hour because you honestly probably won't miss much, and sleeping is the best. Number two. Eating well matters. Wow, so basic. For so long, I did not eat well. I would eat Mr. Noodles and just McDonald's and put anything into my body. And while I definitely have my days of not eating well, it's amazing how much better your body and your mind feel when you put good things into your body, when you fuel your body with nutrition. Number three. Don't feel guilty for what you should or shouldn't, in quotations, do. I always used to get caught up in how I thought I should live my life. Like, I should work out more or I shouldn't eat snacks late at night. And subsequently, I'd make myself feel pretty bad because I didn't have my life, quote unquote, together enough to actually follow through with every single should and shouldn't in my head. So ditching that mentality altogether was probably the best thing that I learned in therapy. Maybe one of the only takeaways that I got from therapy uh, was getting out of that should and shouldn't mindset and just living more unapologetically and being happy with every decision that you make because in the moment, it's exactly what you want. Number four, celebrate the little things. High five your coworkers after a breakthrough meeting, go out for drinks when something good happens, get yourself ice cream just because it's a beautiful day out. Life is too short not to just celebrate and enjoy all of the little things. Number five, 90s R&B is the best go-to playlist for any occasion, hands down. Destiny's Child, TLC, and R. Kelly, there is nothing better. Number six, You are beautiful without makeup, and you don't need to wear makeup. 
And this thought was kind of revolutionary for me a couple years ago because I've had skin problems and pretty bad acne for as long as I've been a teenager and an adult, so like 10 years. In university, I started wearing more makeup. I wouldn't really go anywhere unless I had makeup on my face. And it was kind of a combination of eating well, being less stressed, and using a great moisturizer that my skin started to clear up a little bit, uh, but I do still struggle with hormonal acne and anybody who has struggled with acne into their adult life knows how much it can affect your self-confidence, but it is possible to feel really empowered and to feel confident without makeup. It's just a process of getting there. So I'm really glad that I am finally feeling a little more confident to be able to go down the street and get a coffee or go to my groceries without wearing a full face of makeup. And I wish that it's something that I would have been more comfortable with when I was younger. Number seven, the more you give, the more you get in relationships, in business, and in life. Number eight, there is no one right answer to anything. Life is not black and white. Everybody's experiences are different. What's right for you might not be right for someone else. And people love to give their opinions, especially on the internet. But at the end of the day, you have to do you. Number nine, travel is a privilege. I have the chance to travel a lot, uh, especially in university. I did Europe. I was in Rwanda for a while. And then... As my career started to grow with my startup, I was doing a lot of travel across North America for speaking engagements, speaking at different schools, and I love traveling so much. I wish everyone got the same opportunities as me, but I also recognize it's such a luxury. You learn so much when you immerse yourself in uncomfortable places and try new things, but not everybody gets that, and so you cannot take it for granted. If you're able to travel, soak it all in, enjoy every moment, document, and don't forget that it really is a privilege. Number 10, work hard, but not too hard. <laughs> Success is a combination of hard work, right time, right place, a passionate team, and luck. You can only control one of those things usually, which is your work ethic, and the rest is up to the universe. So don't work yourself into the ground. Don't let yourself get burnt out. Don't forget to practice self-care. Number 11, stress is normal and feelings in general are normal. Everyone gets stressed out, anxious, nervous, happy, excited. It's okay to feel all of these feelings and it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to be open about what you're going through. There's a stigma that is attached to mental health still, even though I think it's gotten so much better over the past few years. But the more I talk about my experiences, the more I realize that everybody gets it because everybody has been there. It might not be the exact same experience, but everybody has had similar feelings in similar ways, can relate, they know someone. It's common, it's present, it's normal. Number 12, Weird is good. Do not be ashamed of your weirdness. In high school, I 
always felt kind of awkward and nerdy because I played trombone and I was into student leadership and I loved volunteering and doing all of these things that weren't necessarily the things that made you popular. (laughs) And then as an adult and like in university, you realize more and more how important it is to do the things that you love and to be true to who you are because everybody's different and things would be really boring if we were all the same, which fits in with number 13, which is the best relationships are when you can be weird together. So if you can find someone who loves your weirdness, do not let them go. Being weird together as a couple, I think is one of my favorite things. And this goes for friends too. Having friends that you can just be like your complete authentic weird self with is such a blessing. Number 14, get outside as much as you can. The sun is great medicine. It reminds you that you're alive. I'm by no means an outdoorsy person, but I grew up in Alberta. I grew up spending the summers camping and being in the mountains, and it's something that I miss now as an adult. And I wish that we were encouraged to spend more time outside as adults because we kind of lose it growing up. Uh, We get stuck in offices. We get pulled into our Netflix screens that we just sit in front of for hours and hours. And I think the outdoors is one of the best things for my mental health. Whenever I'm having a bad day, if it's sunny out, I just want to, I want to be outside. Even just going for a walk um, is so helpful for me. So I've started incorporating daily walks and I will plug in a podcast and go for a walk, usually an hour or so. If I have meetings or errands or anything, I'm going to meet a friend, I'm always walking outside. And this is the best in the summer, obviously in the winter, let's not talk about that because Canadian winters are pretty brutal, but in the summertime, the sun and being outdoors is the best. Number 15 is never stop learning. I have been out of school for four years now, which is so wild to me. That time has gone by that fast. Uh, But I did a condensed degree. I did a four-year degree in three years. So right after high school, I did my three-year degree. And so I graduated in 2014. Uh, It's 2018 now. (laughs) And... It's weird because I always saw myself as an academic. I've always done super well in school. I've always loved learning. And so being outside of the school environment, outside of academia, I've still tried to learn in different ways. So of course, building a startup is a really great learning experience. But also listening to podcasts, finding YouTubers that, you know, you really resonate with to learn from what they have to say about certain topics, reading books. I mean, learning outside of school is a little bit less about textbooks and lecture halls and more about staying minded, staying open-minded every single day. Because really the world is so big to ever lose curiosity or the drive to learn more would be really sad. So don't stop learning. Go to the library, go to chapters, one of my favorite places in the world. You can learn so much from an aisle in chapters. 
Number 16 is that hobbies are important. Don't lose them. As we grow up, it's easy to get caught up in work and social life and relationships and then crumbling in front of the couch every night to watch Netflix because you're so exhausted. But the hobbies that we had as kids get away from us. And I think it's really important to spend time reinvesting and rediscovering them because those hobbies are usually passions that are tied to our identity and who we are. And spending time doing those things can really help us become more self-aware and just feel fulfilled. So like when I was younger, I used to sing a lot. I played instruments, I played piano, and I played trombone. I was in band. I loved music and I loved performing. I did musical theater. And then of course, when I graduated high school and moved for university, all of that basically stopped because it had been structured programming um, that I took outside of school. So as an adult now, like it's been a really long time since I've been on a stage and done any sort of performing. Uh, It was a long time since I had sang, honestly, I don't think I'd sang in a year or so. Um, And so only this past month did I sit down. I wrote a song, actually, I used to do songwriting. I wrote a song and I just started singing again. And it's such a good feeling to connect with those hobbies that you had as a kid. I don't know, I just, I, there's something about it that feels really fulfilling. So don't lose those hobbies. Number 17 is read more for fun. Get lost in fiction, put your phone away, read a biography or history book. My personal favorites are 1984 and Brave New World read simultaneously. So reading 1984 first and then reading Brave New World. I also love the Harry Potter series and Sapiens uh, is one of my favorite recent reads my favorite book from high school was called A Fine Balance by Rohinton Mystery, and I need to reread that, um, but I remember it being literally mind-blowing. I hadn't read actively or consistently in a long time, probably since university. Like University was when I was really reading actively and consistently, obviously, because it's for school. And so I've dedicated more time to reading before bed. It's hard at first, because our brains are kind of adapted now to such a faster pace of consuming content. So scrolling through a Facebook or Instagram feed, seeing thousands of images or videos or status updates a day and consuming it incredibly quickly. And so to sit down and read a book can be a little bit annoying or frustrating in the moment at first because you really have to force yourself to slow down but there's also something really peaceful about it I don't know it's a great self-care practice number 18 is listen to people with opposite political views as you engage in discussion and debate get out of the echo chamber this is really an important one to me number 18 I was so much in the echo chamber of the left for basically my entire educated life. So high school, university, particularly university, but even the past few years as an adult, uh, being really consumed 
in feminist circles, uh, you know, especially in the wake of the Trump presidency. And since then, you know, for the past two years-ish, I've been really engaging more in U.S. politics. And I think that something all of us could do a better job of is trying to understand, like fully understand, the viewpoints of those we disagree with. It's really hard to do because we all have our own biases. We all have our own experiences. And we, of course, all believe that we are right in our own ways. But there is so much value that can come from reaching across the aisle, having discussions with people, civil discussions with people that you disagree with or who have opposing political views, because that's the only way that we can move forward. And so I'm going to give a recommendation here. My favorite podcast and I guess YouTube series uh, lately around this whole notion of reaching across the aisle and having these contentious and controversial conversations is The Rubin Report, hosted by Dave Rubin, who interviews a lot of figures on both the left and the right and really focuses on facilitating a civil conversation around free speech, liberalism, and current issues. I also suggested this in my last podcast on all of my my eight favorite podcasts right now. But if you haven't listened to it yet and you are interested in getting more engaged in this kind of civil debate between the left and right, uh, that's a recommendation that I would give you. Number 19 is take time to learn how to cook and bake, even the most basic things. I used to hate cooking and in a two-year relationship with my past boyfriend, bless his soul, we lived together and I think I maybe only cooked five meals the whole time that we were together. I was also really spoiled because he was a great cook. But there is something both practical and enjoyable and liberating about being able to cook a good meal all on your own. Food just tastes better when you are the one that makes it taste so good. Number 20 is do things by yourself. Go to the park, go to the museum, go to the concert that you want to go to, take yourself on a date. Don't wait for some guy to take you. Don't be afraid to enjoy the things that you love, even if it means it's a solo activity. Number 21, money is important, but it isn't what matters. 22, don't be afraid to create, even if no one is watching. Sometimes our best creations are made when we're not doing it for an audience. Number 23 is you will literally never know unless you try. I would have never known that I could build a startup, that I could go to New York Fashion Week, that I could be accepted to grad school or create a podcast or get sponsorship from brands that I love, become friends with cool people on the internet unless I put myself out there. Also, it's amazing how far an Instagram DM can get you. We live in such a connected world that everything, like the whole world is at your fingertips at all times, all hours of the day. There's endless opportunities. And so unless you try, you'll never know what you can actually do with that. Number 24 is everything happens for a reason. 
And sometimes that reason is that you're young and naive and made to learn from whatever thing it is that feels unfair in this moment. And number 25, how you spend your days is how you spend your life. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is your happiness. And if you're not happy day in and day out, you need to reevaluate because nothing is worth being unhappy for day after day. This is your life. So do what you need to do to make every day count. And then when you look back on that collection of days, you'll probably be pretty proud and pretty happy with what you did with your life. All right, so that's it. A short and sweet episode of the 25 things I've learned before turning 25. Ah, And now I'm older and wiser, so you have to take my advice. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm going to keep podcasting, though. I've really thought about starting a separate podcast for some more serious topics. Uh, I mean, not that mental health and self-care isn't serious, but I've wanted to keep Self-Care Sunday as a really light and enjoyable podcast, something that I can plug in literally on self-care Sundays. Like the reason why I started this was because it it is my self-care. Having interviews with the women that I have on the show is really inspiring for me. And I hope that you feel the same way about every episode, but I've been thinking about starting a separate show to discuss some of the harsher issues that I'm really interested in right now, um, primarily around politics, philosophy, and feminism. And I don't want to lump that in here because I want to keep this show uh, my passion project. But I'm really interested, like, if that is something that you're looking to listen more to, shoot me a a DM on Instagram at kaylee.e. I'd love to hear what kind of political and feminist content you're consuming right now. And if podcasts are a medium that you're trying to consume more of that content on, and maybe what your ideal podcast in that niche would sound like. Other than that, I don't have much more to say. I'm going to go to a birthday brunch right now and just enjoy the weekend So thank you again so much for tuning in this week. If you are not already, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on SoundCloud. I think we're on Google Play. Uh, We'll be coming on Spotify soon. You can get episode show notes at selfcaresunday.co. Follow at selfcaresunday on Instagram. And you can follow me at kaylee.e, K-A-Y-L-E-Y dot E on Instagram as well. Happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone. Thank you.